From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Ward Weiss. Tuesday, straight up and down, 7 o'clock. Welcome into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield, Ward White, Ryan Fox. We're glad you're with us as we dive into another day of football. Lots to do. You know what's exciting today? And first of all, good morning, Ward. How are we? Outstanding. Ryan? Wonderful. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Ah. Here's the exciting part of of our program today. It is it is basically a a program that is 100% college football. There's some high school football, there's some NFL football. There's nothing that I that that we put together. Now it may change as we roll through the next 2 hours, but uh there is uh there is nothing that uh, that's on the program that is not that's scheduled on the program that's not football related, and isn't that exciting? I mean, we're not going to talk about winning the American League West, uh, you know. But uh, look, they're probably going to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll dive into stuff. So, what was your Monday like? It was good. It was very good. Um, busy and I like it because busy means we're getting every day closer to football and it is busy around here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, there's, there's a little, I mean, everybody's just kind of buzzing around. Mm -hmm. So getting ready. I went to practice last night. Well, went to the conclusion of practice. See, we, we get to hang out in the indoor facility while the players are outside practicing. And then they come in and we get to talk to some of them. And uh, we'll, we'll get to some of that uh, on the program today. We've, we've got a heck of a show for you. Shehan Jayaraja from CBS Sports talking college football with us. Brandon Salise will update us on what's going on in Lubbock with the uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders. And Billy Embody is going to be a part of the program. Ward, did you see yeah. the SMU thing? You knew it was coming. So let me let me just see if you agree with me because I've, I've I'm at a point to where I'm a little perplexed. I, I just here's the thing: I get name, image, and likeness, but are we actually operating under name, image, and likeness, or are we operating under the premise of pay for play? It's pay for play, in my opinion. Oh yeah. There, there, there's no there's, name, there's, image, there's no nil whatsoever in the tech deal or in the SMU deal, in my opinion. There's just not. Ward White's is not signing autographs at Joe Smith Texaco. No. Uh there's no there's no Ward White's T-shirts for sale. No. It's hey, if you come here, we're gonna cut you a check. And where is NIL in that? There's not. Um, it's pay for play. Yeah. And I like it better because it's more equally distributed to everybody. And that's the way it should have been to begin with. Now, should it be outrageous amounts? 
I don't know about that. But I think it should have been more equity across the board from the beginning. That was my complaint. You would like to see some equality within the locker room when it comes to the money. I started to say NIL money. It's not NIL money. No, it's not. It's it's not remotely close. No. It's pay for play. Mm -hmm. They're professional athletes. Pretty much. That's what they are. Yeah. Just like I said, what did I say two weeks ago? Hang on to your hat. It's not going to be long before all these kids have agents. Yeah. And it won't be. And you know, a lot of them have, quote, advisors. Yeah. Almost the same thing. Almost. Yeah. I mean, you know. But it it's going to come down to where it gets a little bit convoluted. We'll, because the agents are going to figure out a way to say, hey, we need to represent these guys to make sure that they're not, you know, getting taken advantage of. And, oh, by the way, that would be... 10, 20%, please. Yeah. I saw a promo, a promotional spot this morning. I watched it two or three times uh, from ESPN for their college football coverage coming in 2022. And it taught, I mean, and it's, it's the pageantry and it's the, it's all of that stuff that we love about college football. And I'm, I'm afraid that, this other stuff is is over, and I know you disagree with me, but man, every, every day we're not talking about the pageantry of college football. We're talking about money, and we're talking about transfers. And it, it, are we, you know, teams changing leagues? Are are we in jeopardy of losing the one that that piece of college football that separated it from everything else? I hope not. I mean, I don't. I mean, don't you agree that that's what put that one out here, away from everything else? Yeah, and I, I think there's still that emotional tie that creates that with college football. I just do. I, I don't know. I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know how it, it you know, <laughs> continues to hang on. But that's the one thing about college football that helps it stand different from every other sport. Well, college basketball, just college athletics, I should say, I probably, that you do have those emotional ties, whether it be your university because you went there, your university because your parents went there or your uncle went there or your aunt went there. there there's an emotional tie to college athletics that n- nothing else really has. And so that creates that. And I I think that that, Hopefully that will always be there, but I don't know. I mean, you know, money has a way of ruining everything. It just does. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think I got the wrong wrong thing here. I'm looking for the top 25. I, it came out yesterday. The, uh, the coaches poll. The coaches poll did the uh, AFC uh, the uh, AFCA coaches poll, and and I gotta I gotta go chase that down. I I, I printed the wrong poll. This is or did I? Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, although, I don't know. Uh, we'll find it. We'll find it. Uh, did you see anything that was uh, surprising to you? Uh, Alabama, number one. Shocking. Ohio State, number two. What, what do you say, Ron? Are you saying this is correct? No, incorrect. Yeah, it's incorrect. Yeah, throw that in the trash. You let me print the wrong one. Come on. My fault. Yeah. Did you, uh, Baylor's what, 10? 
I'm scrolling down now. Yes. And yes, Baylor number 10. Let me give you the top 10. Yeah, go. go yeah, and, and then find us all of the uh, the Big 12 and, you know, right. do the. Uh, Georgia number three, Clemson four, Notre Dame five, Michigan six, AM seven, Utah eight, Oklahoma nine, and Baylor 10. Oklahoma State right behind them at 11. Mm-hmm. Oregon 12, North Carolina 13, Michigan State 14, Southern Cal 15. Pittsburgh, 16, Miami, 17, Texas, 18, Wake Forest, 19, Wisconsin, 20, Kentucky, 21, Cincinnati, 22, Arkansas, 23, Mississippi, 24, and Houston rounds out to 25. By the way, I had the final AP poll from a year ago. (laughs) So I was like, hang on a second, Utah what? Uh, Anything surprise you about that? Um, I don't know. How about the mm. fact Texas received a first place vote? Yeah, that kind of. <laughs> now, who did that? I, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody in Austin, I know that. I see. I'm thinking. You know, we were talking about it. Was it maybe Coach Leopold of Kansas because he beat him a year ago? And <laughs> maybe. Yeah. You know. You know. Who knows? Uh, but would you agree? And I, and then the first argument is going to be, well, we're you know, look, uh, th- there's a committee that's going to get together in grapevine and, and decide who's going to be in the tournament, uh, the final four. Yeah, but aren't they going to base stuff off of these polls? And wouldn't you say right now that looks kind of like a final four to you? Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson? Well, yeah, I mean – you play your way out, not your way in. Mm-hmm. I That's what I think. I've always believed that. When you have these preseason polls. Now, what these preseason polls are based on what? Just based on potential. History, what the potential, uh, you know, blue blood, you know, those type of things. So they immediately, these core teams immediately have an advantage. Over other other teams, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to do it to be, you know. And, and it's cool to see Baylor a top ten team, but they had to go do it a year ago, or they wouldn't have this consideration right now. Oh well, no, the fact that they won twelve games and won the Sugar Bowl and won the Big Twelve is the reason why they're in the conversation for a top ten spot. And look, I mean, we think that they're going to be really, really good. But again, until you – that's why I would not like to see a poll until we're a month into this thing. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because this sells stuff. These these preseason polls sell stuff. They do. I mean, they just do. But I just thought it was interesting. Uh, when I looked at the top four and I went, huh. Well, you could have – Wouldn't ESPN love that, right? If you gave ESPN those four teams right now today and said that's going to be your December tournament, would they take it? Yeah. They'd love it. Bama? Buckeyes? Bulldogs? That's that's Clemson? the ideal for them. It'd be right up their alley. Yeah. It would. There's, it would. Only, there's only a handful of teams that they would really like to substitute in there. Notre Dame? Notre Dame would be one. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma would be one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Texas would be one. Would Michigan? Michigan would be one. Absolutely. That's your right. A&M would be one. You think? Yeah. You think that's TV? Fan base wise, yeah. Well, I don't think they care about the fans, do they? I think they care about the, the well, the fans are equalized. They yeah. do. I get it. Television. All right. So hey, anyway, there, there you go. That, uh, that is the, um, that is the poll, the uh, coaches poll. But uh, Jr. says on the CNC Collision Center text line, at least not that order, you know. And again, look, I, I'm not going to argue that that's not the top ten. And I'm not going to argue, Jr. that that's not the order, but we don't know. I mean, that's just, right now, this is just, to me, it's for, it's it's for, it makes for a, a nice conversation on talk shows. But mm-hmm. until you actually get on the foot, well, first of all, right out of the box, look who Ohio State plays on opening day. That's a big one. Yeah. So who is it? Ohio State has Notre Dame. Notre Dame, the fifth-ranked team in the poll. The Buckeyes and the Irish right out of the box on September the 3rd. <laughs> so get ready. There's, you know, there, there will be some movement. But I'm telling you today, today the uh, ESPN, as far as that playoff is concerned, would love those four teams and, and, and go merrily down the street and be just be whistling Dixie and happy as they can be. All right, uh, it is 7-13, 13 minutes after 7. We were talking about, well, uh, our, our staff meteorologist Ward White was talking about potential rain in the forecast. When is this, Ward? Should we get the umbrellas out? Um, maybe for luck. Huh, how about that? Let's check the weather forecast. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Find Alliance Bank with their several locations in Waco and new location in Temple and let them help you and your business succeed. Today, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 4 o'clock. Sunny and hot. Highs with ni- highs near 99. Heat index up to 102. South winds only around 5 miles per hour. Tonight, there's a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 7 p.m., mostly cloudy. Lows down around 79 East winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Let's jump it up tomorrow to a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Highs near 97 tomorrow and a 30% tomorrow night with lows down around 77. Currently, it is 81 degrees. Hang on. What was the high yesterday? Do you have all that in front of you? I do not. I'm curious what yesterday's high was. Probably like 101, 102. No, it wasn't even in the hundreds. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I mean, well, we'll find out during the break. All right. uh, We're coming right back with more in just a moment. This is Game Time from the Alan Samuel Studios on ESPN Central Texas. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Baylor will dribble out the clock. A dominant performance on the road in a hostile environment in Ames. 87-62, the final score. And as the clock hits zero, the Bears are the Big 12 champions in this 2021-2022 season. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 
Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'm excited to share with you that we have over 100 new vehicles coming to us in the month of August. That means you can go back to school in style. So call us today and reserve your new Chevrolet and let us tell you about the largest and cleanest used car inventories in Central Texas. And don't forget that we have one of the best service and parts departments and top-notch body shops that help make your choice even clearer. So give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We're treat you like family when you do whatever it takes to get the job done they say you're on it at asco equipment they work hard to get the job done and get it done right they partnered with Dusen forklifts because they get the job done too Dusen builds cushion electric and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at asco equipment and they service and support it quality forklifts that get the job done asco equipment they're on it whatever it is Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service and Good Feet. All right, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward. Ryan, we're glad you're with us. What did we decide 101 yesterday? Mm-hmm. Is that what we decided? So it was uh, another hot one in the heart. Of, how many, does anybody know, and here I'm firing off these questions, and, but does anybody know how many actual 100 degree temperature days we've had in 2022? You know, because look, I, I was talking with uh, somebody yesterday. Look how early summer actually started. I mean, we had 100 degree temperatures in May this year. Uh, so I'm just curious how many, how many 100 degree days we've had. I would you, would it be in the would it it's certainly in the 20s. Would it be in the 30s? Could we be pushing that number? Uh, I wouldn't think so yet. Maybe. All right. In the meantime, Ward, let's talk a little bit about the SMU situation. Did. Uh, so this organization is going to provide for the football team and the men's basketball team 36k a year. What do you make of that? Somebody ponied up, no pun intended. Isn't it ironic that 40 years ago if you did it and SMU did it, they were violating all these rules and got the death penalty and 40 years later they're innovative and and doing the right thing for their student athletes. Mm-hmm. And we use the 
Yeah, I'm not even going to get into that. Uh, but where does this thing go? And does, I mean, do, look, Tom Turbyville, who used to coach college football and now is in Congress, he's, I think he's very much a proponent of trying to get the NIL thing somewhat in a box for, you know, some standard rules and regs concerning NIL. Good you, luck. Is that going to happen? No, not now. You can't put it back in the box. Until this thing wrecks, starts to wreck the game, and could it wreck the game? I mean, am I just dreaming this? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it may just be the normal progression of where we're at. I, I, I don't know that it's – I mean, there's a lot of coaches out there that say it's not great for the game. Uh, and those proponents of it that say, well – it's not going to be used for a recruiting tool is they're out of their mind. Yeah. They're nuts. That's it's already happening. It's already happening. And if, if they do go to the year by year transfer is okay. No, no limitations on transfer. It's only going to get worse. Agreed. So at least right now they've pumped the brakes on that. Yes. For now. I, I, I just think, the transfer portal being free and easy and the money being free and easy is is going to make it more difficult um, for a lot of teams. And I don't know that you can – you might can slam on the brakes, but you can't go back. There's just no way to go back. I agree. Uh, I, I – I, but I do think they gotta they gotta explore some ways to to have some equity across the board in college football. Right now, it is whatever you can go get and whatever your boosters can go get. You just go get it. Right. But again, I don't believe that it, under any circumstances it's nil. Uh, I think it's just pay for play in a lot of cases. Yeah, you're you're not you're not being asked to do anything, are you? I mean, I when I read the I, SMU story, I didn't see anywhere where it said, "Hey, we need you to go do X, Y, and Z." I think all these contracts have in it they have to do some community service of some sort, um, but I don't, I don't know exactly how it's worded or or what's in there. But I think that there is, there is some of that in in the Red Raiders. So I'm assuming there's probably something in there for SMU as well, uh, but I don't. I don't know what that all entails, and so this organization is called Boulevard Collective, mm-hmm. and uh, they they uh, and they say they're not done. This is just the start, you know, of, of where where they're headed. As um, you know, players in the NIL space are going to get uh, thirty six thousand a year. They're talking about a total payout. Of three point five million dollars annually for for this NIL activity, and again, it's 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 not NIL; it's it's pay for play. Three and a half mil. I mean, that that kind of jumps SMU up there as one of the leaders in this in this in this space. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we we talked about the Matador Club from Texas Tech; they're going to uh, do twenty five thousand. For their football, top 100 football players, men's basketball, and women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But SMU is at 36K, and the number may grow. Oh, I'm sure it will. I mean, this is just this is just getting started. So, I mean, are we talking about guys making seventy five hundred thousand dollars across the board? I know that there's probably there, there is there's there's guys making that now, uh, you know, with with true NIL deals. But are 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 we talking about across the board? I mean, does this thing go from thirty six to fifty? I mean, where does it stop? I, that's a great question, Tom. I don't know. I I don't know if there is a stopping point. It just depends on who can who can go out and raise that type of money. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan had an interesting point with a lot of these leagues getting ready to to negotiate their multimedia rights and their you know their TV deals. Should some of that money be set aside for NIL? across the board within that league? Should the players get a piece of that pie? <laughs> Again, I'm asking the question. I don't – Who's performing? Yeah, I don't know. I just – I think that, that belongs to the university. Now, look, could the university funnel that somehow to a organization that turns around and funnels it to the player? Yeah. Not legally. Well <laughs> – Come on now. No, I know. I mean, I don't know that there's any real rules. Uh, maybe there is. I don't know. Uh, but again, but the, isn't that an interesting question? Should some of the TV dollars be be directed at the players within the conference? We're talking about millions of dollars from multimedia rights, correct? And you're talking about ruining the game of college football. I, I I'm I mean, not that's arguing. That's just another that. step toward it. This, this, this. I don't like this. I mean, I'm old school. I don't. I'm, I'm not. This doesn't do a whole lot for me right here. But if you're gonna, if if boosters can go out and raise money and hand it to them, why not the TV deal? I mean, what's the big difference? That's a great question. I I don't have an answer. If you do, oh, by the way, speaking of answers. On our CNC Collisions Center text line, 41 days this year so far. There you go. Thank you very degrees, much. With uh, uh, 50 back in 2011. So we'll, 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 we'll surpass that, won't we? I mean, look, we got most of August yet to go yeah, I think into we're September. We're, we're almost done with 100 degrees. Boy, you, 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 did you fall down yesterday? <laughs> I wish you were right. Yeah, it's going to be – I told you it's going to be 72 when you play your game on Saturday the 27th. Uh, yeah. By the way, that game is no longer at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Really? Yeah, it got moved up to noon. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what they ought to do? Play at 10. <clears throat> It'll be 90, 95 at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, from the 254, 41 days this year – uh, and the record was 50 back in 2011. Whoa. Yeah, we're having a toasty little summer, aren't we? After having a pretty bouncy w- winter. Anyway. Still 19, not 1980 yet. No, I'm with you. Uh, so, in, in your opinion, two, and, and th- I would like to hear from you on the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. 
should these t- these new TV deals that are coming with all these conferences, should there be some of the money set aside conference-wide for NIL? Would you Would you like to see it? No. Now, I know you're pretty clear on that, but I don't think you like the way these NIL deals are being written any more than I do. I'm not opposed to players making money. I'm not. But I, I am opposed to I'm not having to do anything to make the money. They're not. First of all, let me rephrase that. I'm not opposed to players making money. I am opposed to just handing it to them. And that's what this feels like to me. And I may be dead wrong. They may have to go out and do several things. They may have to do some community service. They may have to. There, there may be certain amount of hours that they've got to put forth in the community. I don't know. But I didn't see a, I didn't see a word about that in the SMU program. I'm sure there is. I'm but I again, I'm like you. I don't know that for sure. I I just you to me NIL there means has it has to be. to be something that you have to there do. There just has to be. I just walk in and just hand you, you know, because you're on a scholarship at a particular place, I'm just going to hand you this money across the board. Here you go. Have a good time. You know, but that's kind of what it feels like. That's what well, it, it feels does. like right now. It does. And these are the ones we're hearing about. What about the ones we're not hearing about? You know, there's got to be a lot of those two. I don't know. It just not at that amount, or we'd hear about it. No, you're right. Uh, anyway, I, it just I, look. I, I I do like it better that it's equally across the board, as I mentioned earlier. But I would like to see them have to go out and do. And, and again. If Ward Weitz goes and, 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 and hangs out at the movie theater and, and, and takes pictures and signs autographs and, and makes 500 bucks or whatever it is or $1,000, I don't care what you make. At least you went and did something using your name, image, and likeness. But just to hand you a check? I, I like it better. You do? Yeah. You don't think they should have to go work? Or? No, I don't think they should have to go push some product. Well, I just, you know, do community service, do something for your school, promote your school, do something like that. I don't I don't need you out signing autographs. And again, it, it it does go to the, you know, how do you interpret what name, image, and likeness I mean, if you means. want to do true name, image, and likeness, get, you can't do this across the board. No, you, you can't, can't. You just, what you do is you put their jersey and you put everybody's jersey in, in the bookstores, in the stadium stores, uh, and you do... Everybody an opportunity to sign autographs, whether you know people show up or not. That's that's not that's not the idea. And then what they get off that is a percentage, and that's it. That's true name, image, and likeness. All right, uh, we'll we'll talk more about it coming up in our next segment. Shahan J. Rogers coming up here in just a couple of seconds, and he'll talk some uh, college football with us. But right now, we are going to get to our uh, cowboy report. Christy Scales out in Oxnard, California. Boy, howdy, are they having trouble in the kicking game. Oh, we'll talk more about it, uh, Christy Scales, in just a moment. Brought to you by Richard Carbuick GMC Cadillac, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Or check them out online at richardcar.com. Hey, everyone. With the Cowboys Training Camp Report, I'm Christy Scales. One rookie's struggles has led to a familiar face being brought to Oxnard for a tryout. Details after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. 
It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the label. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Kicking remains a huge question mark here at Cowboys training camp. Rookie free agent Jonathan Garibay of Texas Tech has missed 27 tries so far. And veteran Liram Hirolahu, he's converted 84% of his kicks, but overall kicking has been a misadventure at camp. So the team's bringing in four kickers for tryouts today in Oxnard. Former Cowboy Brett Maher, Cole Murphy, J.J. Molson, and former Oklahoma State Cowboy Matt Amendola. Hyra who is a former Canadian League All-Star, and he knows these workouts are just another part of the competition. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm just worrying about what I can do and what I can control. I really, truly want this, so for me, I'm just trying to focus on myself and how I can make myself better so I can help my team be better. With the boys, I'm Christy Scales. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they'll pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Alabama is the number one college football team in the preseason coaches poll. Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, and Notre Dame round out the top five. Michigan, Texas A&M, Utah, Oklahoma, and Baylor round out the top ten. The Rangers and Astros meet tonight for the 12th time this season. Houston holds the advantage in the season series with eight wins so far. You can hear the game tonight on ESPN Central Texas. The Midway All-Stars start play today at the Little League Softball World Series. They take on Issaquah, Washington at noon. Also at noon today is the title game of the Little League Baseball Southwest Region Tournament in Waco. That pits Tulsa, Oklahoma against Pearland, Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. It is 7:34. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us, and we say good morning to uh, Shayhan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Shayhan, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Let's uh, let's begin with the with the college football poll. Uh, the uh, the coaches poll is out, and anything jump off the page at you uh, as far as the top twenty five is concerned? I mean, you can't ignore the fact that Texas received a first place vote <laughs> in the poll. Uh, I'm I'm just very curious who it is. Right, like this is kind of yeah. like the Vanderbilt thing in the SEC. There there are sixty six coaches who vote in this preseason poll. 
I'm curious who it is, right? I mean, I, I don't think that we'll know until maybe after the season, I think that we might get to figure out, but uh, you know, I, I think a couple of people who might immediately come to mind, maybe it's Nick Saban, who's, who's voting in this poll playing head game. Maybe it's uh, Stan Drayton, who's the head coach at Temple now, who was running backs coach at Texas last year. Steve Sarkeesian himself did not have a vote uh, in this year's poll. I think that they alternate every other year, basically. So uh, that was fascinating to me, but, but in more serious uh, sort of stuff. Uh, you know, I, I think that for me, obviously, that top two, right, to Alabama and Ohio State, I think that they deserve to to have the majority of the first place votes. I think that they're going to be a consensus number one and number two heading into the year. Uh, it, you know, I, I think that that was kind of obvious to me. Obviously, I think you look down the, the rest of the top ten. I, I was a little surprised that Oklahoma garnered uh, so much respect. I think they were number nine in the poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot of optimism about what Brent Venables can do there, but this is sort of a wholesale starting over in a lot of ways. Uh, obviously, new quarterback, 40% of the roster is new, completely new coaching staff. This obviously all happened before all this Kale Gundy stuff happened. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's so many moving pieces at Oklahoma that I was a little surprised that they ended up uh, so high in this preseason bowl. Steve Starkeesian said that there is a – He's excited about the quarterback competition in Austin. Is there really a huge competition in Austin? I think there is. I, I think there is. Um, you know, Hudson Card, for, for everything that Quinn Ewers is, I mean, he was a top 50 player. He's played college football before. He's he's worked in the Steve Sarkeesian offense. Uh, so so I do think that he very much has a chance as well. But, but obviously, you know, I wrote about this a little bit last week at CBSSports.com. Quinn Ewers was a get-out-of-jail-free card for Steve Sarkeesian in a lot of ways after a 5-7 and seven year. You know, he came in, uh, former number one overall recruit, the first perfect, you know, 1.000 recruit since Vince Young and the 247 composites uh, as a quarterback. I mean, he is supposed to be that guy, right? And so I think that when you bring in a player like Quinn Ewers, when you bring in some weapons like they did over the offseason, like Isaiah Nier and uh, Jai Hall and all these sort of guys, I mean, it feels like you have to ultimately give him the job. Now, the thing that I'm curious about, obviously last year, one thing that we saw was that uh, was that Texas you know, they, they started Hudson Carr, the young guy, to start the year. But then when he struggled against Arkansas, Casey Thompson took the job for basically the rest of the season. So I don't think that uh, that even if Quinn Ewers ends up being the guy by the time that the season's over, which obviously I certainly expect, it wouldn't shock me if, uh, if Steve Sarkeesian decided to go with Hudson Card early. And, and basically, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, sacrificed him to Alabama and, and then rotate in Quinn Ewers after that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you want Quinn Ewers' second career game, basically, to be against Alabama. But but a, a lot of moving parts there. I, I think that, obviously, Quinn Ewers is going to be the primary quarterback when the 2022 season commences. But I, I will be curious to see whether it's immediate or whether it's going to take a little bit of time. You mentioned the uh, Kale Gundy situation. Uh, what What will be the end result there as far as how that affects their football team and their program? It's a good question. I mean, the big thing, right, is that obviously, you know, he was an assistant head coach. He's been there since 1999. He's been there across eras. He's very popular. He's one of their top recruiters. Uh, and certainly, you know, the, the details of the situation are bizarre, to say the least. Um, you know, Kiel Gundy first coming out and saying, oh, I accidentally said this word while reading off an iPad. Brent Venables kind of coming back at him and saying, no, he said it multiple times, he, he, you know, and so 
just such a bizarre situation, of course, but it, there really does seem to be such a split right now between the people who are kind of legacy with the program, who have known Kale Gundy for a long time, and, and some of the people who are maybe a little newer to the program. So I, I think that the biggest thing, right, is that you don't want these kinds of distractions right when you're starting camp, right? I, I mean, that's such a headache. They, they promoted a uh, an analyst, I believe, to take over on an interim basis as receivers coach, and receiver is going to be arguably the most important position on this offense heading into the year. I, I mean, they, they have had good receivers. They recruited at a high level, but they need the receivers to take a pretty big step forward this first year. So to, to lose somebody like Kale Gundy, who's produced as many great receivers as Oklahoma has had, and to lose somebody with the institutional knowledge of Kale Gundy as well at Oklahoma, which Brent Venables has as well, uh, based on, you know, more than 10 years with the program, but, but I think that that's a big deal. I, I think that it's something that you can't overlook. One of the things that we heard a lot uh, from Oklahoma people about why they felt like the Brent Venables thing was going to work pretty quick is there is a lot of staff continuity with some of the better assistants on Lincoln Riley's staff deciding to stay in town. Uh, Kale Gundy, of course, being one of those guys. And so to, to have a shakeup already to kind of, I, I mean, you know, to, not to use the word too seriously, but, you know, to kind of have a scandal already uh, that, that's kind of impacting the staff right at the beginning of camp, heading into this really important season, I think, in 2022 for Brent Venables. Uh, I think it's just a headache, and I think that it's something that unfortunately will affect the team in a couple different ways. In your experience over the years, uh, does a guy like Kale Gundy survive this? Does he bounce back? Does he get another opportunity, uh, obviously, someplace else? Yeah, I, I think he does. I'm going to be curious for him, right? Because obviously, I mean, first of all, obviously, he's made enough money that he, he'll be fine. You know, I mean, obviously, we don't need to feel too bad for Kill Gundy. But uh, it is interesting because we've had a, a couple situations like this happen before. Obviously, not specifically reading off of an iPad, uh, apparently lyrics or something. But, but uh, you know, we've we've heard coaches say that sort of thing before, right? We heard it at a, you know, Gary Patterson famously a couple of years ago uh, said it during an altercation with, with a player where he, he, he said that he repeated it back to him and there were really no consequences for Gary Patterson. Uh, the defensive coordinator at, at Utah was an assistant head coach and he got demoted to just being defensive coordinator again, but he didn't lose his job necessarily over it. So I, I think that, you know, at Oklahoma, I think with a, a first-year staff, I think that that plays a part in it. I think that also Oklahoma's boosters and Oklahoma's uh, Board of Regents also is a little sensitive to all of this after, of course, the, the SAE sort of scandal back in 2015. So I, I do think that he certainly can get another opportunity if he wants one. Uh, the, the natural fit would certainly be to team back up with his brother, Mike Gundy, up the road in Stillwater. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes some time off also, uh, you know, and, and, and kind of wait and saw what's out there. But, but he's one of the most well-regarded receivers coaches in the nation. Again, one of the best recruiters in the country. You saw a number of people kind of step up and say, no, I, I, I really like this guy. I, I, he was such a big part of my experience. Um, you know, so, so I do think he will get another opportunity if he wants it. But I'm just curious to kind of see what level it's at. Going back to the poll for the coaches, who's the most underrated team in that poll, do you think? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that for me, I'm a little surprised, and, and they're, I don't want to, you know, they're not 
super-duper underrated. But, but I think that Utah ending up at number eight, I, I would have expected them to be pushing for that top four just a little bit more because, you know, they bring back a whole lot of production from the team that won the Pac-12 last year. I think that they're the prohibitive favorite to win the Pac-12. I think that they're a really good chance and a really good bet to be able to, to make the college football playoff or at least be one of those teams that slots into competition early in the year. So for, uh, for me to, to have them kind of end up down the list a little bit with all they bring back and all the expectations that they have, I, I was a little surprised by that. I, I thought that they might be one of those teams that the coaches would give a lot of respect. Obviously, Kyle Whittingham, their coach over there, has done a tremendous job for, you know, 15 plus years. I, so I, I think for me, you know, seeing them kind of in that lower uh, single digits range instead of higher, that, that's kind of where I expected them. Jayhan, we we saw the, the Matador Club in in Lubbock, uh, you know, deliver twenty five thousand for for their players, uh, basketball, men's and women's and football, and now uh, SMU with the Boulevard Collective, thirty six k for all of their football and men's basketball players. In, in your opinion, just your opinion, is that the the way NIL was designed to operate, or or, or is this more of a pay for play type situation? I mean, no, I don't think it's the way that NIL was designed to operate, but I think that it's the way that uh, that that's honestly, to me, I think, you know, makes sense in a lot of ways with the way that this is going. Right. I think that this is the way that uh, that it's been trending ever since there, it's kind of been clear that there's not real sort of stuff going on. And we've heard from people like uh, as high as Nick Saban say, you know, I'm fine with with the uh, universities or with boosters or whoever being able to do this sort of stuff, but I would want to distribute it evenly. I don't want to have these sort of bidding wars, these disparate sort of contracts between people in locker rooms. Well, Texas Tech and SMU have stepped up to the table and said, sure, you know, we're fine with that. I think that one other thing that's interesting about all this is that, you know, when you, when you look at, uh, when you look at specifically, let's, let's look at Texas Tech deal, right? I mean, it's 25K a year, which is, which is not an, an insubstantial amount of money, uh, especially for somebody who's a college kid. And to give it to 100 kids on the roster, it's a lot of money, but it's also $2.5 million. That, that's something that, that programs, I think, can generate pretty evenly. Obviously, you know, uh, conferences are giving out 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, $90 million, you know, in these next sort of alignments. So I'm curious uh, long term whether this ends up leading to something like revenue sharing, whether it leads to something like expanded stipends, you know, that, that get into the tens of thousands of dollars for players. Uh, but, but I do think that this is going to be a model that starts to, to, permeate a little bit heading forward because look the reality is if texas tech and smu can do this imagine what other people can do as well when you look at the big 12 is there a team in the big 12 that you think that may be not getting the credit going into this season that they might deserve i think for me i keep coming back to kansas state i think that when you look at them they have, to me, the best offensive player in running back Deuce Vaughn and the best defensive player potentially in Felix Anaduke Zoma in the Big 12 right now. And, you know, they led the Big 12 in preseason all Big 12 selections with six. They are just a team that I think is ready to have their breakout moment. It reminds me a little bit of that 2020 Iowa State team where you just have all these old guys 
all these guys who know the system. And, and I think that they have a chance to really explode this year with so much experience. And also I think that Adrian Martinez at quarterback is going to be a pretty good fit inside a very structured offense. I don't think he's going to be asked to do too much. I think he's going to be able to just kind of lean on his physical gifts in a, in a big way. So I think that they're a team that absolutely, when you look at their schedule, when you look at, you know, I, I believe that they get both Texas and Oklahoma at home. I think that, you know, they, they have a chance to really cause some issues for the big 12 and i absolutely think that they're one of the teams that could earn a trip to the big 12 championship game if some things break their way visiting with shayhan jay roger from cbssports.com shayhan right here uh in our backyard let's talk a little bit about baylor uh granted this team has quality players at at the skill position at wide receiver and at running back but there there's a lot of inexperience as well at those positions should that be uh should, should we be alarmed by that should we be concerned at all by that so I wouldn't be worried very much at all uh, about the running back position. Obviously, Abram Smith was a tremendous, tremendous player, but there's a lot of talented guys in that backfield. I think that they're going to be able to find people who fit that wide zone running style. We saw some great stuff from them, I think, in the spring game. And for me, you know, look, they're not going to have Abram Smith. They're not going to have somebody who's an all-Big 12, all-America type running back. But I think that the system's going to be able to carry the day behind that great offensive line enough that it won't be that big of a deal. Uh, receiver is going to be interesting because I think that you look at that group, none of the guys who who need to step up and be big players this year have have basically contributed in any way for Baylor so far. You know, other than other than Gavin Holmes a couple years ago, who obviously has dealt with injuries basically his whole career. Uh, there's a lot of talent in that room. It's a very very talented receiver room. I'm looking at guys like Hal Presley, Monterey Baldwin, Armani Winfield coming in as a freshman. But I mean, the fact that you don't have any experience in that room, I think, is a little bit of a red flag. But the one thing that I'll say is that, you know, coaches can say whatever they want to say and, and, you know, make you believe whatever they want you to believe. I think that their actions say that they have a lot of faith in that room. And the reason that I say that is, you know, when Gary Bohannon lost the starting quarterback job and Blake Shapin came in, it was an indicator to me that they are going to more of a pass-based offense. And to me, that that's an indicator that they believe that they have the receiver talent to be able to run more of an aggressive pass-based offense. Now, there's going to be growing pains. I, I'm going to be curious, especially in that first half of the schedule, if anybody kind of steps up and, and contributes in a big way and proves that they can be a top-level receiver. But the talent is undeniable in that room. I'm, I'm not concerned in the slightest about the amount of talent in the room, but it's going to be which of these young players can step up, provide some consistency, uh, and it's also find a way to be dynamic as well. So I, I'm not worried at all about the running back position. I, I, I'm worried a little bit about the receiver position, but I think that when you look at their depth of talent, by the middle of the season, I think that they should be right on track. Shayhan, uh, as always, we appreciate it. What are you, uh, what are you working on for CBSSports.com? Yeah, so we actually just released our annual list of the best teams by states uh, over at CBSSports.com. That definitely caused some conversation. Uh, notably, <laughs> Baylor was the, the team that we named the best team in the state of Texas. 
uh, you know, there's obviously a lot more that's, that kind of drew a little bit more ire, like Oklahoma State for the state of Oklahoma and also UCF for Florida. But uh, but so that's always a good time. You know, it's, it's fun to go through the list and, and take the best team in, uh, in Division One in every state. So we, you know, I, I got to write about some Sacred Heart football up in the state of Connecticut, which is fun. So uh, make sure to check that out over at CBSSports.com. Jayhan, as always, it is a pleasure, man. Have a great day. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Talk to you soon. Jayhan J. Raja from CBSSports.com. It is uh, 7.50. 10 away from 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And we are just a few days away from the start of school. You know, at Morrison's Gifts, they have the perfect solution for students on your list. You could choose a personalized John Hart backpack or maybe a lunchbox now 20 percent off how about luggage piece for the for those going back to college or a consuela or lola brand bag or purse need a clear bag for those football games in the fall or those volleyball games morrison's has the style and the size to fit your needs great dorm gifts as well and uh, remember they'll ship it to your student if if they've already gone back to school morrison's gifts they're at the corner of waco drive at valley mills drive that's right next to jason's deli this is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man all alone at the goal line. C.D. All season. 43 yards. A touchdown. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. Live from Empower Field at Mile High. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Broncos. Saturday night at 7 on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Alabama is the number one college football team in the preseason coaches poll. Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, and Notre Dame round out the top five. Michigan, Texas A&M, Utah, Oklahoma, and Baylor round out the top ten. The Rangers and Astros meet tonight for the 12th time this season. Houston holds the advantage in the season series with eight wins so far. You can hear the game tonight on ESPN Central Texas. The Midway All-Stars start play today at the Little League Softball World Series. They take on Issaquah, Washington at noon. Also at noon today is the title game of the Little League Baseball Southwest Region Tournament in Waco. That pits Tulsa, Oklahoma against Pearland, Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ron, we're glad you're with us. From the recruiting trail, Baylor uh, had picked up a uh, commitment from a D lineman for their 2023 class. Colleen Ellison's Brendan Bett has committed, and uh, he's a quality defensive lineman. And and speaking of defensive lineman, Ward, clearly that is one of the strengths of this football team in 2022 is not only – the quality of their starters, but just how deep this team goes uh, on the on the on the defensive front. Yesterday, we had a chance to catch up with one of those outstanding football players, Gabe Hall, and Gabe. Interesting conversation with Gabe. He he talked about going against the strength of the offense, which is the O line, and 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 just how good those guys are on the O-line. And, you know, that's good on good every day. That can only make you better. And he talked about Connor Galvin. That's the best O-lineman in the Big 12, in my opinion. And if you want some good work, you want some good competition, you go up against him. And that's just – I just love going against him. I mean, in, in, think about what he's talking about. I mean, every day – and Connor Galvin's got to be – you know, he's got to be fired up that he's going against Gabe Hall. I mean, because these are terrific football players. And, it, you know, if you can hold your own or win a battle or two against these guys, it, it, that's just going to make you a better player on Saturdays. Well, the, the internal competition is the best competition mm-hmm. any football team can have. And that's what you're talking about, being able to go good on good and, and get better each and every day you're out on the practice field. If you can't do that, then you're not going to improve as a football team. You don't get better on Saturdays. You get better on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Jackson Player, uh, a fifth-year transfer from Tulsa out of Midway's high, Midway High School, is part of that uh, D-line. And that's what we were talking about, the depth of this this D-line. And, and Gabe was was asked who he liked. And, and, you know, and then he elaborated about Jackson Player choosing to come to Baylor with the knowledge that this is a very deep and talented defensive line. And, and Gabe Hall talked about Jackson Player. Um, I love seeing Jackson Player. That's, I love seeing him. He's he's growing every day. He's getting better. And it's just remarkable to see what type of player he is, to be honest. He is not scared of competition. I will say that. He's not afraid. He's going to go out there. He's going to push himself, and he's going to get better. He has no – like, he don't care how stacked we are, how many people there are. He's just going to come out here and play his hardest and get better every day. To me, that is high praise. Very high praise. When, when you, you look at a guy and say, that guy knew how good we were – but came here anyway. Well, that's that's what you want, isn't it? I mean, yeah. You don't want guys to to say, "Hey, there's there's nothing there. Let's go see if I can, you know, skate into this deal." Yeah, that's that's not how it is. I mean, you know, if you want to be with the best and be part of the best, then you go play with the best. And, and it's going to be fun this year. It really is going to be fun to see the D line and the O line because those will be the strengths of the of the uh, of the football team. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And that's one of the things that we've talked about a million times. You win the line of scrimmage, you win football games. And I think they have a chance every single Saturday to win both lines of scrimmage. So every single Saturday, they're going to be right there in all those football games. At least that's what it looks like. And man, that's uh, that's exciting to watch. 
every Saturday, and it begins on September the 3rd with Albany. Speaking of Baylor football, it is uh, 7.58. Uh, let's bring John Morris in with today's Big 12 preview. It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the Texas Longhorns. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 football with today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a check on the 40 acres in Austin, where the Longhorns go in full pads for the first time in fall camp today. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Bob Anderson and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money. So go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. It's just another way we're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Bob Anderson at 666-7557 today. Hi, Kyle Citrano here with George's Restaurant, Bar, and Catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand new Big O cocktails and try some of our new items like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200-inch Big O screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday at both of our locations. George's number one at 1925 Spate Avenue and George's number two at 1201 Hewitt Drive. Sick'em Bears. Gear up for the new season with the latest in Baylor Nike apparel from the Baylor Bookstore on campus on 5th Street or online at BaylorShop.com. When it comes to choosing a mortgage lender, exactly who you work with has never mattered more than it does in today's economic climate. The Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage has been and continues to be Waco's most trusted mortgage lender. Ask any expert and they'll tell you now is the best time to purchase a new home. Inventory's up, competition is down, and rates are still historically low. I'm Chris Allman with the Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage. Call or text today at 254-717-6111. Let's talk financing and how we can help you afford the home you've always wanted. NMLS license number 1808404. Now back to today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Exclusively on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is John Morris. And welcome back. Five practices in for Coach Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns. As of yesterday, they'll be in pads for the first time in fall camp today. Coach Sark asked, what about the progress for the Longhorns so far? I like the physicality of camp right now. I think the guys are working extremely hard. Um, you can definitely feel uh, the depth on our team, um, which I think is very positive that we're able to roll a few more guys uh, than we had a year ago. And I think it's really competitive. Uh, I think it not only offense versus defense, but I think there's a lot of really good and healthy competition at, at a lot of position groups, um, which is good. I think it's bringing out the best in, in everybody. So all in all, we're off to a good start, um, five practices in. Um, we definitely have a ways to go. Um, you know, one of the things I've been trying to harp upon with these guys, it's there's a level of consistency that, that that's how you earn the trust that, that you're capable to go in the game and, and compete at a high level. And we're, we're pushing for that consistency um, across the board, whether it's offense, defense, special teams, whether it's a position group, whether it's individual players. Uh, that, that, that's what we're striving for. That's what we're looking for. Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns, number 22 in the coaches' preseason poll, released yesterday, and that number included one first-place vote. 
Texas opens September 3rd at home against Louisiana Monroe. And that's today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Recently on Game Time. We welcome in Director of Intercollegiate Athletics at Baylor University, Mac Roach. All of the Power Five conferences right now are having conversations. The ACC, obviously, you know, with their TV deal all the way up through 2036, is looking at how they can generate more revenue. Pac-12 down to 10, what do they do? And quite frankly, I really believe the Big 12 is extremely well positioned. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to Game Time here on this Tuesday morning. Worldwide's Tom Barfield right along with you here on a Tuesday. Joining us now from RedRaiderSports.com, Brandon Solis. Brandon, how are we this morning? Doing good, doing good. Red Raiders in full swing in practice. The biggest story coming out of the early practices for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders right now for you. Um, just the you know just the start of the new era. I know it's you know pretty basic to start on, but you know uh, we'll have practice number five here within about an hour. Uh, and you know after this, I'll head over to the facility. Um, they're playing with the. With the with a lot of physicalness in those open periods, um, you know we even had a little scuffle the other day that um, you know that kind of fired up everybody, you know, um, some people thought, you know, maybe that shouldn't be happening between teammates, but um, there's been some sort of physicalness to this, to this team early on. And then, you know, their full pad, their full, go, their full go. And, you know, Joey has them kind of playing with a chip on their shoulder where they're going to, you know, they're going to fight for each other and they're going to, you know, be physical and not really want to lose any of those battles. So um, that's been interesting to see um, early on. Um, obviously there's that quarterback battle that, um, you know, we still really don't know any, any answers to, but, uh, you know, all three um, potential starters are getting the, s- the same reps, at least right now. Is that the most thing that Joey McGuire is talking about, the physicality of this football team being changed? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Physicality and just, um, just you know, it's it's been really big on culture for him early on. He's still, you know, trying to establish that culture. Um, you can tell there's already been one, um, you know, kind of formulated here, but he's still talking about that culture and talking about just, you know, wanting to compete against, uh, you know, against the, the rest of the Big 12 and making sure that that consistency, which, you know, we hear coaches talk about all the time, but he's making sure that they're being consistent day to day instead of, you know, having really no days off and early on, at least. Yeah, obviously, this is uh, his first year there. It, it, just from what you've seen so far in the first handful of practices, is there an area where you say, you know what, they're going to have to get better here if they're going to compete uh, week in and week out? Yeah, well, early on, you know, um, I think it, it was kind of a struggle last year. We saw it sometimes, and maybe even the past few years, um, you know, they, they've been dealing a lot with a little bit of drop passes, especially, you know, with Kidley's offense. They're going to want to move the ball. You really can't be affording those kind of missed opportunities um, early on in practice, and it's been mainly a lot of, you know, the younger receivers. Um, 
that are coming in. Um, some of the guys stepping up with, especially with Eric Ezekonma now gone, your leader last year, and you know just um, you know now in the NFL, the guys below him, directly below him, have really stepped up. They've made some plays, but um, there's been some sort of you know inconsistency with uh, kind of moving the ball. The defense has been has actually looked really good, especially that secondary. They've made plays early on in one-on-one drills and four-on-four drills and such and like that. And uh, just looking at some of the receivers, though, you know, maybe there's some inconsistency there. But um, but then you look at the defense, like I said, and that's sort of been a little bit of a positive, from my eyes um, at least. Is that the biggest change that this football team needs to make is the defensive side of the ball? I think so. Um, I think early on right now, the biggest concern might be actually, and I know they're going to want to figure that out. Um, they're going to figure it out soon, but it's that starting quarterback position. Um, once you actually can work around one solid guy, in my opinion, you know, it makes things a lot easier for the guys around around that, whoever it may be, that starting quarterback. Um, right now, that defense, and we've seen it the past few years, it's, um, it really started, you know, a few years ago with um with uh, Kingsbury's uh, Kingsbury staff, and it seems like the defense is kind of taking a step forward every year. You had terrific linebackers come through, including Jordan Brooks, Colin Schooler, obviously a big name last year, um, and it's kind of just kind of kept moving forward. And I think they're still going to take another step this year. Um, it's the the offense being able to you know actually move the ball and score points. In my opinion. Visiting with Brandon Salise from RedRaiderSports.com. On the offensive side of the football, we talk about the quarterback competition, but what about a running back? Uh, are they going to try to go by committee with Thompson and Brooks, or is one of those guys going to win the job and get the, the majority of the carries? How how What's the plan there, and, and how's it going? Yeah, um, Kitley and you know McGuire, they both talked about that. They know they have a two-headed monster. That's a direct quote from what they've called them before. They're going to kind of split reps, from my opinion, or from what I've heard going on um, so far. I know Joey did say, though, if somebody has the hot hand, then they're going to ride that hot hand during a game. But I do know that they love their, where they're at at running back. And a lot of people aren't talking about uh, Cam Valdez, who's a younger guy, one of the bigger recruits that they landed um, you know, a couple of years ago in, in commitment. And then he was here last year, obviously. He, he was behind Brooks and Thompson. But he's a talented young man as well. So they really love their running back room. Um, that's one uh, position that they're really comfortable at rolling, you know, Sir Roderick or Taj right now out. Um, I could really honestly see them splitting reps and kind of having similar years to each other. Um, it'll be interesting, like, when, when Joey did say, you know, they'll ride the hot hand, um, who kind of gets that and see if, you know, that kind of changes throughout the year. What do they bring to the table? Are they different? Are they very similar? What I mean, when you look at those two, those two running backs, uh, kind of, kind of, kind of describe them for us. Yeah, I think you know, Sir Roderick obviously has a lot of that experience. Um, he's been here through multiple coaching staffs. Um, he's more of a physical. Um, I think you're going to see him, and you know, more likely in the red zone. Um, he finished last year with more touchdowns, even though Taj finished with more yards. Um, he was more like a Sir Roderick's more like that, um, you know, downhill runner where he's going to kind of finish those those drives off for you. Taj has explosiveness that can really get um that can really just kind of pop off whenever. Obviously, a lot of this, and I think you know we'll probably talk about this more as we go on, is about that offensive line. That's a huge question mark this year. Um, you know, they're replacing some guys there, they're bringing in some new transfers um, and stuff like that up front. So a lot of that would depend on that that front five and see how. To see if they can make those holes, especially with last year's group doing it for Taj at, at some times where we saw him 
actually kind of you know finish off those runs and start start to finish. So, but um, between the two, you know, Sir Roderick and Taj, um, Sir Roderick just brings a little bit more experience, more of that bulldozer type type of type of play for you. Is Kay Briggs going to be the anchor of this offensive line, and is he capable of being the anchor of this offensive line? Yeah, I think he's capable. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if he will be the main the main anchor up front, but um, I think a lot of people, uh, Caleb Rogers will probably be that anchor for you. Um, he's been the solidified starter, you know, at uh, at tackle that Joey McGuire has already you know named and said he's comfortable with talking about. Um, because there's there's some other names in there that um that can kind of mix up up front, and there's a there's a handful of names too. So just kind of seeing where they are. I think Cade Briggs is going to be probably one of your starters, uh, especially maybe at center there for the Red Raiders and just especially when you got to replace guys like, you know, like Dawson Deaton, those guys that you're used to seeing from the years past. Um, Caleb Rogers just is kind of has that offensive line kind of in his hands, just based off of experience. And honestly, I guess just, you know, based off of what Joey's seen from him early on. Brandon, since uh, since the Matador club made the announcement about the, 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 the money, the 25 K uh, have you seen, uh, an effect on recruiting as far as the 2023 class or, or the 2024 class? You know, directly um, with recruiting, I'm not too sure. You know, um, I focus a lot on the, on the football, um, just the daily operation here that's going on for this upcoming season. But I do know that from what the players have told us, especially on local media day, you know, we asked all of them pretty much um, what they thought about the deal. And a lot of them were like, you know, it's life-changing. Um, Joey's uh, mentioned some guys that are, you know, some he's gotten some calls from some parents um, that are from guys on the team right now that were like, um, you know, especially with the walk-ons that um, receive some of that money, that um, it's pretty much just life-changing for them since a lot of them were working to, you know, pay off some college or, you know, pay rent and stuff like that, and that um, it was an immediate impact uh, change for them. And I think if dealing specifically with recruiting and you see that and you hear those stories and, you know, they're going to, they're going to tell those commits and those recruits just from here on out about that deal and the potential of that, you know, being a thing for them, if they were to be red Raiders, I think it's going to have a huge impact on, you know, just moving forward and then mix in the fact that they, you know, waited what about a week or so with the, the lady Raider women's basketball team receiving the exact, pretty much the same exact deal. Um, I mean, that that's huge for both programs, especially with, you know, both with two programs of Texas, that Texas sector like, hasn't been as as successful as you wanted to, obviously, like your men's basketball or your baseball, and for those two programs to receive deals like that, it's huge. I think a question mark is the kicking game right now with Garibay moving on to the NFL and having a chance with the Dallas Cowboys, although he may not be taking great advantage of that. Yeah. But the Red Raiders are certainly in need of trying to fill a void there, aren't they? Yeah, for sure. And as a Cowboys fan, you know, that was, I've been, you know, seeing all the news for Jonathan. So I was hoping, I was pulling for him. But uh, here at, uh, here in Lubbock, it's, um, from what I've seen, um, we've seen a couple of times at practice where the media is avail- uh, media's available to watch. Um, they've done a couple of, you know, field goal little pieces, but a lot of, a lot of word of mouth kind of, uh, kind of word of mouth is that they're actually kind of doing pretty good. They're sitting in a pretty good spot. Um, I know a couple of days ago, um, they're still, you know, splitting reps between the guys that are competing um, for that field goal position uh, position job. Cherry Wolf, a returner. Um, they, apparently, they went, you know, eight for eight during their little their drill sessions or whatever they're doing over there when they do kick. So that was nice to hear, and it's been nothing but um, nothing but good words about that special teams, uh, especially with field goals. 
Brandon, what are you uh, what are you working on for RedRaiderSports.com? Well, a lot of a lot of day to day stuff with this practice. Like I said, I'll be there in about an hour, so I'll have um, takeaways today from that. And, and then um, you know, with with Joey, he's been super open with media, which um, you know we're really enjoying. Um, we've this is you know cons- fifth consecutive day we've been able to you know go out there and see some practice. So just a lot of practice stuff, and um, then we'll have some availabilities later on this week that we'll have up on the site. Hey, Brandon, thanks. We appreciate your time as always. For sure. Thank you all. Have a great day. Brandon Salise from RedRaiderSports.com getting us an update on the uh, Tech uh, Fall Camp. It's 8-14. We're 14 after 8. This is Game Time presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. And we're right back with more in just a moment. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Happy New Year from New Orleans as the Bears are the 2022 All-State Sugar Bowl champions. To cap a record-breaking season for Baylor football, Baylor wins 12 games in a season for the first time in school history. They finish as champions of the All-State Sugar Bowl 21-7 over the Ole Miss Rebels tonight. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Seems we could all use a bargain right about now. Introducing Family Fun Tuesdays at the ballpark. All season, you and your crew can find half-price Rangers tickets for Tuesday home games, thanks to our friends at Coca-Cola. You'll also find discounted parking, as well as a meal deal for four on Tuesdays. Plus, young fans can meet a player during our Tuesday pregame autograph sessions. Fun and deals for your Tuesdays. Get the details at TexasRangers.com slash FamilyFun. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I'm here too. He is. I'm Jimmy. I need to say hi to somebody at the City of Waco Permits Department, Heather Hewish. Okay, Heather Hewish. Thank you for saving my backside. Okay, that's a little outside of our uh, commercial goals here, but we will tell you that we I told her I'd say hi, and she said I better not. You can call them downtown if you need permits. They're good people. They are, and we're good people at Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair at 254. They should cut me a break. 235 or fixitjimmy.com. That's me. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahea. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Central Texas College offers day, night, weekend, online, and lunchtime classes on multiple sites. So when people ask, what are you up to this weekend? You can be like, "Ah, not much, just earning my college degree. Got any lunch plans? You're like, oh yeah, I got big plans. Find time for those big plans at ctcd.edu. Central Texas College for students of the real world. CTC classes in Colleen, Fort Hood, and online start August 22nd. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling and Foundation, Myatt Fuels, and ASCO Equipment in Belton. Eight seventeen. this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, and Stephanie from Sales. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. And you're going to speak on a very popular sport today. <laughs> yep. And that would be? Go on a pulling. Excuse me? <laughs> Go on a what? Pulling. 
Go, Juana. Go, Juana. It's your birthday. <laughs> oh, never mind. It started in Australia. What is it? Well, it's tug of war, but you use your neck. Oh. So you have to lay like a lizard, and you can be on your hands. And they do a leather strap around your neck, and you have to pull your contestant across the line only using your neck. And your legs cannot come off the ground. So you lay there like a lizard. That's because it's named after the Gowana lizard. That is correct. And whoever <laughs> look on Tom's face. And whoever gets the contestant across the line is the winner. It's a big thing. It's not. It is. It's in started in the nineteenth century in Australia. It did not. It did. It's, Ward. Look it up, Ward. Yeah, it Ward did. Ward's the referee Ward. on this argument. Ward? Yeah, it absolutely did. There's a special harness that goes around the contestant's head. And they have <laughs> to have all fours on the ground and their belly has to be touching the ground like a lizard. They need to investigate the <laughs> contestant's head to see if there's a brain in there if they're going to do this. I particular- think you would be good at this. Yeah, Tom, you should try huh? it. You should try it. Yeah, you should try this. Why would you say that I would be good at it? Because, I mean, you just look like, you, don't- <laughs> you know, you could have some uh, opportunities to be good at tug of war. Because you don't want to do a triathlon, so let's try this. Uh, I think it'd be great. Yeah, we're, we're going to jump right into that. Just as soon as you get that camel, the camel in Valley Mills. <laughs> I'm still working on that. Sunday, October 3rd is the championship. Really? In Australia? Mm-hmm. Yep. The Woolly Sports Ground is where they'll have it. Woolly. There's weight division. Are, hey, Are there tickets still <laughs> available? I mean, you know. I think you could probably get one, yeah. The program will also include wood chopping, sprint races, brick carrying, <laughs> sure. dog obedience demonstration, markets, and rides and hip-hop classes. I wonder if they ride on lizards. Hey, wait a second. How does hip hop classes fit into this? I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. Uh, it's snowmobile rides. To, I did know? not put the program together, sir. <laughs> it's like, you know, so you're in Australia in October, and you're gonna have snowmobile rides as well. Mm-hmm. They don't have snow in Australia. That's my point. How did hip hop get involved in this? I don't know, but it's a thing. It's not a thing. It's a thing. I think they even have, like, associations you can join. They have the National Moana Pulling Championships held every year in the beautiful town of Wook. Uh, You can find them on Facebook for anybody that would like to get more information. If you want to join and try it out. Mm -hmm. Just think think about it. Your neck muscles have to be really strong. Everybody works out their neck muscles. I mean, like, how do you do that? Well, there's... A Machines. lot of ways to yeah. do your work out your neck. Yeah, because yeah. football players need to do it every day. Every day, yeah. So what do they do? Like shoulder shrugs, you know? No, you actually there's apparatuses to build your neck muscles. Absolutely. Oh. And then you stick your head in the machine, and then you tighten it down, and then you go forward and sideways. Or resistance with a towel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's several ways to do it. Resistance with a towel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta process that for a minute. Well, there you go. It's a thing. The 25th anniversary. Is coming up. No, it was actually, <laughs> let's see. So this would be the 30, 37th championship coming up. 37th championship. Mm-hmm. So it's been going for 37 years. 
Well, the championship Duh. has. Yeah. Well, it's a thing. I don't want to try it. Held every year in beautiful Woolly, Australia. Well, let's take a road trip to Australia. That'd be fun. I'm not going to Australia. Why? I have no desire. You don't want to be upside down? <laughs> I don't want to be upside down, and I want, don't want to be where things can eat me. Things can eat you? Things can eat you here in Texas? No, they can't. Oh, there's like coyotes and stuff here. They can eat you. <laughs> I'm not getting eaten by a coyote, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> when is the last time you heard of somebody being eaten by a coyote? I don't know. In Texas. They can attack you, though, right? A pack of them could, yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. Stop looking not at me like, like that, Tom. Not very likely. It's an epidemic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. All right. There's dangerous stuff in Australia. There's koala bears. They're cute. There's all kinds of poisonous snakes and spiders. and. There's some here, too. Well, you're right, but not as many, I don't not think. Not as many as Australia. But I, Santa Claus in shorts is what bothers me. Santa On the Claus. beach? Yeah. 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 Because it's, you know, it's summertime in December. I wonder if he rides in, what are those things called, emus? What? That's like, an ostrich, isn't it? Kind of. I mean, a yeah. reindeer is not going to be flying into Australia. Yes, it does. They have to. The reindeer fly everywhere. That's right. What is wrong with it's you? It's the magic of Christmas. The magic of Christmas. What is wrong with you? What are you talking They're about? They're fueled by the Christmas <gasps> spirit. Would you have none? Uh, it's not Christmas yet. It is it always Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Christmas time is a coming. I know. There's a song in there somewhere. We're getting close Christmas to time. 100 Wait, who days. Who sings that song? Oh, well. Huh? What'd you say? We're getting close days to 100 Christmas. days. We're getting close. That's 100 right. days of shopping left. That's right. You count them down. All, All right, right, Steph, thanks. You're Appreciate welcome. It. <clears throat> Not a thing, but we'll we'll roll with it. All right, that is Stephanie from Sales. Hmm. Well, she does a heck of a job with making up these sports. I mean, that's you got to be clever and creative to We're make this stuff up. 137 days, 15 hours, and 35 minutes from Christmas. There you go, 137 days. I'll it, get my Christmas list ready for you. My lights are going up pretty soon. <laughs> At your house, I guarantee you they are. <laughs> it's all decorated. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it's before Thanksgiving, and he's, you know. He's already playing Christmas carols. He's decking the halls and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Coco's going to love Christmas at your house. She loves it. Yeah. All Bye. right. Thanks. She helps me decorate. See you later. That's Stephanie from Zales, 824. Hey, coming up in, in a few minutes, Billy and Body is going to join us from On3 Sports. And On3 Sports was the first to talk a little bit about this this SMU situation. And and uh, we'll get into that with Billy and Body and a whole lot more. He also covers LSU for him as well. I, that's a heck of a combo, Ward. I mean, you got the ponies in Dallas and you got SM, uh, LSU and Baton Rouge, and he's got them both. Mm-hmm. So he's an outstanding job. Yep, bounces back and forth and does a good job. And we'll talk to Billy coming up in a couple of minutes right here on ESPN Central Texas. Again, we're brought to you and presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, where you can check out uh, a great selection of vehicles at Alan Samuels. Celebrating, Alan Samuels is celebrating summer with an incredible line of 2022 models like the Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee L, Renegade, Wrangler, and the Wrangler. 4XE. Now, these vehicles bring power, they bring style, and of course, a smooth ride. 
people were up for you, and you can expect that from a Jeep product. And the Grand Cherokee L even brings you extended seating with the third-row seating uh, capability. Just an unbelievable vehicle. Those vehicles and many, many more pre-owned and brand-new 2022s at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. You can check them out online at allensamuelsdcj.com, or you can uh, go by 201 West Loop 340 just down from Highway 84. Great pre-owned, great new uh, new vehicles, and an unbelievable service department. That's what you're going to get when you visit Alan Samuels. Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man all alone at the goal line. All season. 43 Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. Live from Empower Field at Mile High. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Broncos, Saturday night at 7 on ESPN Central Texas. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance. And I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency. With the Nietzsche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers. And you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nietzsche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nietzsche Group at 1-800-258-8302. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Alabama is the number one college football team in the preseason coaches poll. Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, and Notre Dame round out the top five. Michigan, Texas A&M, Utah, Oklahoma, and Baylor round out the top ten. The Rangers and Astros meet tonight for the 12th time this season. Houston holds the advantage in the season series with eight wins so far. You can hear the game tonight on ESPN Central Texas. The Midway All-Stars start play today at the Little League Softball World Series in Greenville, North Carolina. They take on the Northwest Region champ from Issaquah, Washington at noon. Oklahoma will meet Texas East for the Little League Baseball Southwest Region Championship. The Tulsa All-Stars edge Texas West 2-1 to advance to the title game. The contest begins at noon today at Norcross Stadium. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace.
Welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. A uh, Tuesday morning, and we welcome into the program from On3 Sports, Billy and Body. Billy, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How about you? Terrific. We appreciate your time. Hey, let's let's talk about this this Boulevard Collective real quick. Uh what what a move by by this organization to to help SMU football and in 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 men's basketball. Yeah, how about that? Uh you know, over the summer Texas Tech announced their collective to you know, bring in 25 grand a year for student athletes, but then you look up and you know, at the end of the summer, SMU announces that they're going to do thirty-six thousand a year for for student athletes, and and I mean, it's just wild. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that move to Dallas and you know, fresh out of college, and their their entry level job is you know thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-eight k, and now these student athletes, you know, on football and basketball are going to be you know making an entry level job on top of the cost of living stipend they get, and then that's not to mention if you're a big star for this team you've got the chance to really uh, make some big money as far as nil goes you know a couple players are in the 100k range for for deals already and uh, it's just pretty well structured and um, you know the big thing is is it's uh, sustainable these are the big money donors for for smu that have stepped outside and said you know what we're gonna we're gonna play ball and play ball at a really high level Obviously, when when you look at how this thing is structured, uh, is this, in your opinion, how NIL was designed to work, or is this how it has evolved? And, and everybody else is is got to try to keep up with the Joneses. I definitely think this is how NIL has evolved. Uh, I, I I think everybody thought, you know, okay, star players can make money off of their jersey sales or. You know, sign a deal with the local sandwich shop or car dealership, and that was how it was designed. But now it's, you know, we're talking about 36k a year for you know one through 85 scholarship players on the football team, and you know, just Saturday night they built backpacks for, um, you know, Dallas uh, Independent School District to to distribute to to kids. They're going to do some charity work, but is that 36 thousand dollars a year, you know, worth of work? I don't. I don't know about that, but uh, at least they're doing charity with it. You know, honestly, that, that's a pretty cool uh, aspect of it. They're partnering with a lot of local charities to kind of, you know, say, hey, we're going to do this and you know, take care of that, and it's going to be a part of the collective. But um, I wouldn't say it's what it's designed for, but, you know, it's just the way it's going, honestly. So far in fall camp, how does it look like that the SMU Mustangs are evolving with the new coaching staff and being able to keep things going? Is it – on the same trajectory, or has things changed immensely with the coaching change and, and Dykes being over in Fort Worth now? You know, they're, they're still on the up for sure. Um, you know, Tanner Mordecai's looked really, really good in fall camp. Preston Stone, the the former four-star recruit, is trying to challenge him, but you know, Tanner's really done a nice job. Um, he looks very confident, very comfortable uh, in this offense in year two. Uh, it, it really is something that, you know, even with the coaching change and kind of shifting things, you know, this is a very familiar system for them. And they want to play fast. They want to uh, take deep shots, which is something that, you know, I think they struggled with last year. So this receiving core uh, allows them to do that. And, and they're doing it at a high level in camp. I will say uh, this new defense under Scott Simons is uh, looking, you know, improved. They were one of the worst in the country last year defending the pass, but it just seems like they're, 
they've changed the scheme around and that's really helped the guys be a little bit more comfortable and just be you know, quite honestly with the modern day and age of just defending spread offenses. Uh, it's much more competitive out here in that respect. Last year was kind of bombs away in fall camp and uh, that, that offense, you know, had their way with the defense and all of those things. But this, this year it's much more competitive and, uh, despite having some new faces, they they really look like a team that's going to challenge for the AAC title again. I was going to ask, how different is this defensive uh, scheme and, and this unit? Uh, it's night and day. Um, you know, it's it's much more equipped to defend uh, the the current day and age of of college football offenses. You know, Scott Simons came over from Liberty, where you know he had to run a defense for for Hugh Freeze, uh, and and that's hard to do when they're going as fast as Hugh Freeze likes to go and scoring as many points as uh, they did. And, you know, for him to come be a defensive coordinator for a guy like Rhett Lashley, who also loves to go fast, put up points, um, he's comfortable coaching a defense and calling a game that, you know, dictates that you, you know, find ways to get your defense off the field to keep them fresh because you know you're not going to be out there long uh, with how fast the offense goes, whether they're, you know, struggling to move the ball and they're going three and out or whether they're just scoring – uh, at will and, and keeping those drives to about a minute and a half, two minutes. So, um, you know, he's been really impressive. The scheme itself is night and day, much more zone and, um, you know, different uh, blitz packages and personnel groupings. And uh, last year's defense with Jim Levitt was just honestly straight up man, very simple. Um, and in, you know, defending today's college football offenses, they just, you know, found the mismatch and just exploited it all day. So, there wasn't really many adjustments made uh, this year. I think we're going to see something very different. How fun is it that SMU and North Texas get to open up against each other? Kind of a rivalry game over the years that's really grown into a special game between these two universities. Yeah, there's, there's definitely been a little bit of resurgence in, in the uh, uh, animosity between the two sides. Um, you know, SMU's pretty much owned the series, so it hasn't been too much of a uh, competition for the most part, but uh, North Texas had their moments lately that have certainly put them on the map of, you know, SMU needing to give them the right amount of attention. And uh, it's a fun game to just open up the season with, you know, a regional area matchup uh, with two teams that have played each other plenty of times. Uh, I think it's, it's a series that needs to continue um, and it will when they, you know, move into the conference, if SMU still in the conference, but even if SMU moves out with this whole realignment stuff, you know, I think it's something that they need to keep uh, on the slate and, uh, a lot of these guys know each other, too, so it, it always brings out some old high school rivalries and things like that. Billy, have they kind of settled on the, the offensive line, or is there still some uh, some competition going on there? Yeah, still a little bit, bit of competition going on there. Um, they've had some injuries. A couple guys nicked up in fall camp, so some different players are getting opportunities. For the most part, though, I think it's fairly settled. I would say probably three of the five starters are, are fairly locked in as long as they're healthy, but um, you know, a couple injuries in fall camp here and there, nothing major yet from what we see, but, uh, that has allowed other guys to at least take shots at center, right guard, and, and, and try to really battle, um, for spots and, and take advantage of their opportunities. Billy and body has one game circled on this schedule for the ponies. Which one is it? Mm. September 24th, TCU. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably one of the hottest tickets in Texas all, all football season. I mean, it's uh, the atmosphere uh, on, on SMU's campus that day is probably going to be one of the more, um, let's say, uh, 
God, hate filled. I mean, hate hate's a strong word, guys, but uh, they really, really, really do not like Sonny Dykes. But I will say one thing that's emerged from all that drama from last year is uh, everybody's pretty thankfully left left because they announced a hundred million dollar end zone facility. They started the NIL really firing up and uh, just they've just really been rolling in all facets since uh, Sonny Dykes left. It's, it's kind of energized the whole, you know, donor base and everything to uh, try and make them regret it, I guess. So you, you don't think that at the end of the game, they're going to lock arm, uh, lock, lock arm in arm and, and sing each other's school song at the, at the end of the day? <laughs> no, 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 no army Navy vibes <laughs> in this one. <laughs> <laughs> busy with billy and body billy wh- wh- what's going on with the lsu uh c- kind of get us up to speed uh on a you know on, on what's going on with uh with the tigers yeah lsu i mean this is a team that probably is as boom or bust as it gets honestly uh they they've added so much uh new talent into the program whether it be through transfers or uh, a couple of key freshmen that they they inked last cycle uh during the coaching change um, but it, it's really all going to come down to quarterback. You know, they've got a three-headed race, really. Um, Garrett Nussmeyer, Miles Brennan, and, and Jaden Daniels uh, battling it out. And all three have really good reasons why they should start. All three, you can see why maybe they won't win the job. Uh, if you're looking at it from offense coordinator Mike Denbrock's perspective, you know, he loves a mobile quarterback. He had Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati. That's what Jaden Daniels certainly brings um, with the talent they have around him. They're hoping he can regain his form from his true freshman year at Arizona State. Uh, there's Garrett Nussmeyer, who really has caught a lot of people's attention uh, since his spring game performance and, and his whole spring. And uh, he's got, you know, those same tools to work with just from an escapability perspective and kind of a confidence level. And then Miles Brennan is, you know, your pure pocket passer has been on LSU's campus for six years now. Uh, he's just been bitten by the injury bug. And so, um, there, there's, you know, every day you, know, you, you talk about the quarterback position at LSU, um, and, and it's anyone's guess as to who's who's going to walk out there, you know, against Florida State as the starter. But um, whoever gets it will will have most certainly earned it. Uh, but you know, they they do have some questions. They've got to they've got to figure out the offensive line, what their best five is there. Um, the secondary has some new faces. They've got to stay healthy. Uh, they've already had a guy here or there nicked up uh, in in fall camp at the corner spot. Um, and then they've got to get their run game back on track. Um, but they'll, they'll have plenty of talent at receiver. They have a really, really strong defensive line group. Um, and, and, you know, if things come together, they could probably challenge in the West. I don't, I don't anticipate them you know, being necessarily close to winning it in the end. But, you know, they, they found a way to beat A&M last year. They found a way to play Alabama really, really tough on the road. Um, this is a team that, you know, I think with the new coaching staff is, is going to be able to uh, – to really make a name for themselves and have them kind of circled as maybe a team to really watch in 2023, because, you know, this coaching staff is a veteran group and, and there are some pieces to it that, that could really help them, you know, maybe even outperform expectations. Tigers miss out on the coaches poll for the first time since 2000. Is that a rallying call for this coaching staff and these players? Yeah, I think it's gotta be, um, it, it, you know, every year LSU is, is one of the most talented teams in the country. And, I don't think, you know, this year is any different despite, you know, kind of the, the back-to-back 500 seasons for, for LSU. They, they have the pieces in place. 
this culture needed a, a kind of a wake up call. It's pretty wild after that national championship, they lost so much talent, uh, both you know, on the field and coaching staff wise, but they also lost a lot of leadership and they, they lost that way of developing that leadership as well. It kind of just all left. And then all of a sudden it was, well, who leads and how do we lead? Um, and, and they've missed that. And so they needed a staff to come in and, you know, kind of shepherd that in the right direction. And, and I think they've, they've tried to do that to the best of their ability. You know, Keishon Butte comes in, he, he's coming off of injury. Uh, he's back to, to his normal self playing wise, but it took him a minute to adjust how Brian Kelly wants things done. You know, this is a guy that when healthy is a first round draft pick and, and, you know, kind of has, you know, everything going his way uh, for the most part. And, you know, Brian Kelly says, well, you need to go to class. You need to work out. You got to do things, you know, that the, done the way the way we want them to and you know people kind of you raise their eyebrows you know that stuff doesn't doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen easily but you know he ends up being awarded number seven which is a big honor and I think it shows just how far he's come and in embracing the new culture and so that's that was probably one of the biggest positives of the offseason was seeing that come to fruition you mentioned new culture how different is it under Brian Kelly and this staff than than it was uh, a year ago very business-like, very, very analytically oriented, um, you know, from the weight program that, you know, all the guys are wearing all the latest gear in terms of tracking explosiveness and usage and all those things to, you know, just how they want them uh, practicing. You know, they're back to kind of those shorter practices where they go hard, get work done. They got away from that under Ed Ogeron, and, and that was kind of one of his calling cards was, you know, making practice shorter and more efficient when he got the job. And, he got away from it. He lost his way. I don't think Brian Kelly's a guy that loses his way. Uh, he's won a lot of football games through his career. I think he, the way he's done it in part is just being so consistent with how he runs his program. And that's something that's not going to change at LSU is that they have the blueprint and, and, you know, they're going to work within that blueprint and, and they're going to, you know, not assume, but you kind of assume you're going to see some sort of positive results because, Brian Kelly's put together teams that have that have won plenty of games through the years, and um, you know they they anticipate being very competitive because of that uh, structure within the program overall. Billy, who takes the lead in in this situation for the Tigers, especially early going uh, for this coaching staff? Is it the offense uh, taking the lead, or the defense taking the lead, and the other one kind of following up on it? I'm going to go with a little bit of a wild card here and, and say it's the defense because, you know, Matt House, I, I think, has been really impressive. Uh, he's a very, very charismatic, um, passionate guy, but he's also very well respected when it comes to the X's and O's. Um, you know, when they hired him away from the Chiefs, you know, Tyron Matthew really saying a lot of praise about him, which uh, a lot of people, you know, notice when, when he says something like that. I, I don't think he just says that uh, just for fun and games. He He really, really... Uh, enjoyed his time working with him and and what he can bring to the table and I think if if you're LSU's LSU's offense you're you're trying to find your way from an offensive line perspective you've got to establish a run game you don't know who your quarterback's going to be just yet and even with somebody starting game one who knows if that works out so I think it's got to be the defense that leads the way here and and finds a way to uh you know uh step up and and get them through this kind of acclimatization period uh for the offense and I think Madhouse's scheme is really going to help them improve. And, um, 
you know, that, I, I think that's why they're going to be the ones to take, to take the lead. Billy, what are you working on for on three for both um, LSU and for SMU? Well, a lot of a lot of it right now is uh, practice reports, without a doubt. You know, kind of uh, assessing where things stand on both both teams, who's going to start, and keeping you know our subscribers up to date on that. But you know, recruiting right now for both teams is heating up. Uh, it continues to you know strong summers for for both LSU and SMU, um, and and it seems like both schools aren't done adding talent in this 2023 class. Um, you know, Texas A&M commit Bravion Rogers backed off his pledge to the Aggies last night. Um, I just visited this morning or yesterday morning with uh, JV and Tobiano, another LSU target. And they're in the mix for a lot of guys. I think LSU has a chance to really finish strong on the trail and the same with SMU, but they also uh, always find a way to get in the mix with some you know, top transfer targets. So just monitoring all of that and, and keeping everybody as up to date as I can. As always, man, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being with us today. Anytime, guys. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Have a great day. That is uh, Billy Embodied from On3 Sports. Does a great job covering. And Ward, what a difficult task, but he does it He does it seamlessly, covering both SMU and LSU, bouncing back and forth and spending time in both places. Yeah, Billy's great. He does an outstanding job for both programs and keeps you up to date. He has the insight to both of them and, and spends a lot of time on it. Uh, from the C&C Collision Center text line, by the way, uh, I, I don't agree with NIL. Even before it, many players had stipends in additions to scholarships. It feels to me like it cheapens the purpose of being a college instead of some other minor or developmental league. So thoughts on NIL? I don't, I don't disagree. No, I don't I don't either. Uh, uh, so there you go. We, we've talked about NIL a, a lot today. And unfortunately, and hopefully – Hopefully, partner, when we get uh, you know a couple of days away from the season, hopefully we can talk football. Actually, what's going on on the field? Yeah, I, I, I think there'll be more conversation of that. But I look this this SMU deal is only the tip of the iceberg. I mean, they 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 followed the Red Raiders, they outbid the Red Raiders. Who's next? And it's it's going to be it's going to be ongoing all season yeah. long. I just get ready. Well, you heard you heard Billy say that that's just the beginning for SMU. That yeah. this, I mean, that it's going to grow. So, I mean, who knows? All right, uh, eight forty-eight. We're uh, a dozen minutes away from nine o'clock. Uh, Mike Greenberg, uh, uh, Greeny, coming up at nine o'clock this morning. John Morris is here at three, and Matt will be here at four. So that is uh, what's what's ahead here on this uh, on this Tuesday from ESPN Central Texas. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man all alone at the goal line. CD Lamb. All season. 43 yards. A touchdown. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. Live from Empower Field at Mile High. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Broncos. Saturday night at 7 on ESPN Central Texas. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it. Whatever it is. 
Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mex Delicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes Esquite jalapeno roasted corn. Plus our other new Barria menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Barria enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying, I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Alabama is the number one college football team in the preseason coaches poll. Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, and Notre Dame round out the top five. Michigan, Texas A&M, Utah, Oklahoma, and Baylor round out the top ten. The Rangers and Astros meet tonight for the 12th time this season. Houston holds the advantage in the season series with eight wins so far. You can hear the game tonight on ESPN Central Texas. The Midway All-Stars start play today at the Little League Softball World Series in Greenville, North Carolina. They take on the Northwest Region champ from Issaquah, Washington at noon. Oklahoma will meet Texas East for the Little League Baseball Southwest Region Championship. The Tulsa All-Stars edge Texas West 2-1 to advance to the title game. The contest begins at noon today at Norcross Stadium. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. Eight hundred, eight hundred, eight fifty-two. I was looking at at some money. Uh, eight fifty-two here at ESPN Central Texas. I'm just looking, Ward. It's amazing. One of these, one of the sites has the top one hundred NIO deals. There are guys making over a million dollars in college football. We were also looking... Several million. Yeah. We were also looking at guys who have not taken a snap, have not played a down of college football that are making over a million dollars. They're projected to be stars in college football. Maybe, maybe not. I said projected. Don't know that they will. Don't know that they won't. But I know this. Whether they do or whether they don't, they've got a lot of money in their back pocket or in their checkbook or or in their uh, college fund. <laughs> and college is paid for. Yeah, I know. I was just being a little sarcastic. Uh, but, yeah, they. I mean, millions of dollars. Uh, I, just, I was just looking at the top 100 guys. And it, it's and it, – uh, it, it's – there's there's some nice dollars 
That'll be scary is what it is. It it is. It really is. So anyway, uh, let's see. uh, 8.53, 7 away from 9. Don't forget John's at 3 and Matt's coming up at 4. If you missed anything on the program, on our program, or any of the programs for that matter, uh, you can go to uh, uh, SyntexSportsFan.com. That's SyntexSportsFan.com. We'll have it as a podcast. And again, today we had Shehan J. Araja. Uh, at 7.30, talking college football, talking Red Raiders football was Brandon Solis, and then Billy and Body talking SMU and LSU football. And a lot of the, you know, some of the conversation, not a lot, but some of the conversation on the SMU deal uh, is that 36K that uh, everybody's going to receive. And again, you're right. That's just scratching the surface, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's not I even, mean, it is just. It's fixing to get real interesting. Yeah. And, and I've often wondered, are you know, is is this just a love and a, and a dedication and a commitment to the university? That's why these guys go out and raise this money, or, or is this an investment? It's keeping up with the Joneses. That's all it is. Yeah, it's kind of like the arms race in facilities, right? Mm-hmm. And now you got to do this. But you know, I was wondering earlier if it was if if, if this was an investment on the part of some of these business no. Uh, people. No, but this is just a commitment in to to the program. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do. In a lot of cases, with uh, you know, trying to get a return on your investment, you're not going to. No, I don't see how. I mean, you know, it's a donation. Yeah, it is. I mean, you, you you give to the university for facilities and whatever else they may need, and you now give to the NIL package. I mean, that's just where it is now, isn't mm-hmm. it? Should there be rules? I think so, but I don't know that. It's not going to be. Can't put the jack in the box back in the box. Ah, it's a new one. Jack in the box. <laughs> that was bars. What was the one on on uh, on Rudolph? I mean, because that's why he was on the land of misfit toys because he wasn't a jack in the box. He was like a Fred in the box or something. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> why do I think of that? I don't know. <laughs> that's. <laughs> Yeah, that to was, deal with you and Christmas today. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I want. A, I want a gift. Speaking of your Christmas, Astros yeah. and Rangers tonight. Yeah, how about that? One of these days. One of these days. That series is going to be really, really important for both teams. Hmm. For both teams. Not this year. <laughs> Not so much. I've kind of faded on that deal, by the way. Uh, 8.56, that's going to do it for us. Have a great day. We'll see you in the morning at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas.